thing we're reading from Hebrews chapter 12, verse 25 to 29. See that you do not refuse him who is speaking. For if they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, much less will we escape if we reject him who warns us from heaven. At that time, his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised, yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. This phrase, yet once more, indicates the removal of things that are shaken, that is, things that have been made, in order that the things that cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, and thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, church. What a privilege it is again to be here together to listen to what has prepared for all of us. Um, we are coming to the end of the book of Hebrews. If you remember, we started there. I think the microphone, I, I think the microphone is on. Yeah, I don't know if you are listening uh, clearly. Okay, perfect. Yeah, you are looking like. And we are coming to an end, to, to the end of the book of Hebrews. Uh, that is uh, since January we start chapter 1 and we are still in chapter 12. But I, I assure you that by the end of this year we are going to finish chapter 13. And before we come to the word of God for this morning, let us pray together. Amen. Heavenly Father, this is your word. You gave it for our edification. You gave it for our correction. You gave it for our training in righteousness. You gave it to understand the way of salvation, which is through faith in Jesus Christ. By your Spirit, make your word do all these things for us by faith. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. How often have you... How often have we heard this famous, this famous phrase that says, with great power comes great responsibility. And all the millennials know that it's coming out of Spider-Man's movie, right? With great power comes great responsibility. But this phrase has something to do, have something to say about the spiritual truth. Hebrews chapter 12 tells us that we have received great power through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. We do not come to God um, in fear or in tremble, but because of Jesus, we come in confidence and in a relationship of love, in a relationship of love between us and God, because now we are sons and we are daughters. We are not anymore enemies, but we are part of God's family. 
And this is illustrated by the history of the people of Israel. After the exit of Israel from Egypt, they were called to come before God to Mount Sinai. This mount was in the desert, and God called them out to receive there the law that God wants them to do, how they, how they should walk before God. But the people, they did not want to go there because there were thunders and fire. And the scriptures tells us in previous verses here in chapter 12 that even Moses, even Moses trembled with fear. But the writer of Hebrews tell these Jewish Christians to remember that there is another mountain where Israel came and met the holy God. And this mountain is called Mount Zion. This mountain is not in the desert, but this mountain is where the temple of Jerusalem was built by King Solomon. The mountain where all Israel came to God in processional celebration about this mountain Micah says in Micah chapter 2, and in this comparing, Micah is comparing this mountain. Not the mountain that is in the desert, that is Sinai, but the Mount Zion. And look what he, Micah chapter 2, uh, chapter 4, I'm sorry, verse 2 says. And many nations shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways, and that we may walk in his path. This is a different, a different mountain. In this mountain, you don't see this fire and you don't see that God is just giving the law. It is God who is teaching his people how to walk in his law and in his statutes. And look what this verse says at the end. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Two mountains and two different ways to approach the holy God. One in the desert with fear and one in the middle of Jerusalem with joy and celebration. One where God speaks in thunder and storm and the other where God teaches his people to walk in his ways. Of course, these two mountains are only an illustration that teaches spiritual truth. Mount Sinai represents the giving of the law and people's inability to please God. While Mount Sinai is a picture of 
the gospel. In Mount Zion, God is still a holy God. In Mount Zion, yes, God is still holy, holy, holy. And God still is fire. And God still is thunder. But in Mount Zion, he offers his love through Jesus Christ. And instead of us receiving the blazing fire, instead of us receiving the thunders, Jesus receives the blazing fire and the darkness, the gloom and the tempest of God's holiness. Jesus Christ took away the storm of judgment destined for those unable to fulfill the law of God. On the cross, we see God, the Son, extending forgiveness to all who believe in Him, trusting in His work along for salvation. In the cross, you see God extending mercy and instead of extending His judgment to all of us. We have received great power and great privileges through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Because of Jesus, we have obtained new citizenship in the heavenly city. You have a passport that tells others and tells you that you do not belong anymore to this place, that you, you belong to the heavenly city. What a great privilege we have, eh? Because of Jesus, we have reserved seats on God's big banquet table. There is a seat there with your name. And there is a book, guest, where your name and my name is written. And at the entrance, they are going to tell you, yes, there is your seat. Come and join the feast. Because of Jesus, God's judgment has passed over us. There is where the word Passover comes from. It jumps the judgment of God over you. And now you have received God's grace and mercy. Because of Jesus, one day we will be perfect and we will be holy like God is perfect and holy. Don't ask me how that looks like to be perfect and holy. And because of Jesus, we will be able to finish this race of life we are on right now. 
So that is the great power we have received in Jesus Christ. But with great power comes great responsibilities. And that's what we are going to see in the passage that we have for this morning. So this was just the introduction. So the first responsibility that we have received is that we do not reject His Word. That's our first responsibility. Do not reject His Word. When God speaks, we listen and when God speaks, we obey. And that's what verse 25 says in our reading for this morning. If you open your Bibles, and again, if you do not have a Bible, if you want to grab one at the back in the table there, we have Bibles there that you can use. And I will encourage all Sundays that you bring your Bible. And if you do not have a Bible, you can talk to me and I can give you one signed by me. No. <laughs> but if you don't have Bibles today or, on, or any Sunday, you just, can, you just came, uh, you can take one at the end of the table. So let's read it together. Hebrews chapter, chapter 12, verse 25. It says, see that you do not refuse him who is speaking. For if they did not escape, escape when they refused him, who warned them on earth, much less will we escape if we reject him who warns from heaven. In other words, he is saying here, Oh, Christians, oh, dear brothers and sisters, the God who has done all this is still speaking today. If you have become deaf, remember what happened to the people of Israel. God talked to them in the desert on Mount Sinai, but they didn't listen they didn't listen to a God. God talked to them in the desert. If you remember, he gave them his law. And what happened to them? If you read at the end of the book of Deuteronomy, it says that all die in the desert. From all the people that came out of Egypt, only two Enter the promised land. That's what the verse that we read here. They, they did not escape from God's judgment because they refused him when he talked on earth. What happened when God spoke to the people of Israel through the prophets. They didn't listen. God sent prophet after prophet, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Hosea, Amos, Micah, Habakkuk, and many more. And what happened? They did not 
escape from God's judgment because they refused him when he talked on earth. Do you remember what happened to Israel when they disobeyed? The Babylonians surrounded the city of Jerusalem, destroyed everything God has given them, and took them captives because they did not escape from God's judgment because they refused him when he talked on earth. Now, the reasoning in this verse is this. If God did all that to Israel, who refused his voice through Moses and the prophets, think for a moment what will happen to those who reject his voice speaking not on earth, but from heaven. And how does God's word come to us from heaven? You remember when John the Baptist baptized Jesus? A voice from heaven, from heaven says, He is my beloved son. Listen to him. And John chapter 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word. And if you read that verse carefully, you will notice that the Word, Word, is capital letter. It's not lowercase. It says, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word, capital letter, is a person, was God. And then if you go and, say, and read verse 14 of the same chapter 1 of John, says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. Jesus is the word of God who came with a message of grace, forgiveness, and acceptance in God's family. Jesus is the word of God that came with a big invitation to all of us to become sons and daughters of God. So what the writer of Hebrews is telling us, please do not reject his invitation 
Do not reject his son because he is the word of God. That's why verse 25 starts saying, See that you do not refuse him who is speaking. There is a parable in the New Testament when <clears throat> Jesus is arguing with the Pharisees. And it starts saying, There was this man, the owner of this beautiful place, vineyard. And when it was time to collect the fruits, he sent a servant. And they beat this servant. He sent another one, and they did the same. He sent another one, and he, they did the same to these three servants. So the owner of this place says, I will send now my son. They will respect him. And what happened? The servants kill the son saying here comes the owner let's kill him and at the end of this parable jesus asked the pharisees what do you think the owner will do with these servants who killed the son And that's what Hebrews is saying in chapter 12. Chapter 12, verse 25. See that you do not refuse him who is speaking. But there comes the second responsibility. Do not forget that all things shall pass. If you go and read with me chapter 12 of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 26 and 27. It says, At that time, his voice shook the earth. But now he has promised, yet once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. And verse 27 says, this phrase, yet one more, once more, indicates the removal of things that are shaken. That is, things that have been made in order that things that cannot be shaken may remain. This sounds confusing when you read it at first. But the expression here, yet once more, serves as a reminder that God's shaking has happened before and will happen again. He shook the earth once at Mount Sinai. But the writer is telling us that this time, God is promising that he will shake the heavens and the earth again. 
The writer is using this quote from Haggai chapter 2, verse 6, where God is telling his people, Once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. This phrase, yet once more, signal the removal of, of the present world. God is telling us that all the idols, all the things we treasure above God, the things we have dedicated our lives to, will one day be crushed, broken, and cast down. All the things that we are seeing right now, are going to disappear. That is what God is telling us here yet once more. And the things that will remain are only the things that belong to the Lord, the things that are unshakable. The things that go are going to stay are the things that you and I cannot see. That's why Jesus himself was saying, make sure that you have treasures in heaven. And here Hebrews tells us, therefore, dear brothers and sisters, we should not put our hope in this present world, for nothing in it will last. The writer points out that even when we enjoy stability and security, our responsibility is to live as if we were strangers and exiles on the earth. If we have heard the word from heaven once, if we have believed in the message of the gospel once, if we have received the word from heaven that is Jesus Christ, so then we should live with our hope on things that are not shakable, seeable, or temporary. The author of Hebrews, Hebrews will tell us in the next verse, let us indeed be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And that is our third responsibility. Now we have received this great power through Jesus. The third responsibility for you and for me is do not forget to be thankful and do not forget to worship. If you go and read with me verses 12, uh, chapter Chapter 12, verse 28 and 29 says, Therefore, let us be grateful 
for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming, a consuming fire. Again, consuming fire is yet once. Everything will pass. Nothing will stand. When this letter to the Hebrews was written, Rome dominated and controlled the entire known world. The threat to the Jewish Christians, to this little church, came from the Roman government with the help of the powerful Judaism that existed at that time. In the eyes of this little group of Christians, there was nothing more impressive, more stable, and more lasting than the Roman Empire. If you had asked one of these believers, tell me, which will, long, long, which will last longer? The Roman Empire or Christianity? Probably they would have responded with a chai smile. Oh, for sure, the Roman Empire will last forever. That was the slogan that the Romans used when they built the Roman Empire. This is going to be an empire that will last forever. But looking back in time, from our perspective, even though Rome used all its power against Christians, even though Roman used everything in its power to stop Christianity, Rome is the one who disappeared. And one thing still remains. And one thing will remain with us. And that is the, the voice that comes from heaven. It endures because is the word of God. Do you remember what Isaiah chapter 40 says in verse 6 and 8? All flesh is grass. All the kingdoms are grass. And all its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers. The flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. What the readers of Hebrews feared is now but a memory. Can you believe that this morning? That what you feared, that what you fear right now, 
one day will be but a memory. Meanwhile, the kingdom of Christ is still with us. And for that, for that reason, we should be grateful and worship him with reverence and with awe. Because, it says at the end, God is a consuming fire. Nobody likes a sermon that finishes with God is a consuming fire, right? <laughs> but what he is saying here is that you and I, if we have believed, if we are living our lives with our eyes on things that are eternal, we have received the grace of God. And all the things are going to pass because the fire of God is going to consume all these things. And He is building something new. New heavens and new earth for you and for me. Therefore, we have received an unperishable kingdom. Let's worship. Let's be grateful. Because you and I, have received something that it lasts forever. What brings us together here every Sunday? The gratitude for giving us the gospel, for giving us Jesus, for giving us a kingdom that cannot be shaken. While everything around us may look permanent now, it will pass away. Yet God's kingdom and God's people will remain. Your brothers and sisters, if only we could see a little bit into the window of eternity we will see that God does not lie. We will see that God always keeps His word. We will see that God promised and has already prepared an eternal kingdom for us. We will see that our concerns for the things we see and experience today are nothing more than temporary concerns. We will see that we have no reason to abandon our faith, even if the circumstances are going to dictate otherwise peace in this world is unstable the economy is unreliable and politics has little to offer but through it all we are responsible for listening when God speaks we are responsible to trust and obey. We are responsible of remembering that everything shall pass.
and we are responsible not to, to not forget what God has done for us through Jesus Christ. And that, my dear brothers, is going to bring worship, is going to bring gratitude instead of fear. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word that we have received in Jesus Christ, that there is grace, that there is forgiveness, that there is a, a wide open door for all of us to belong to a kingdom that will not pass. All the things that we can see, all the things that we trust, all the things that we things, uh, think are reliable, you are telling us, yet once more, the heavens and the earth will shake and tremble and will disappear, but your kingdom will be forever. And we belong to that new kingdom by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ who absorbed your wrath and gave us the opportunity to be sons and daughters of the most high, holy God. And for that, we worship with gratitude in our hearts. Amen. Let us stand and let us sing this last song of this morning.
sisters rejoice aim for restoration comfort one another agree with one another live in peace and the God of love and peace will be with you the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all now and forevermore amen